Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing this week? On this week's show, I am going to be stripping you of your sanity with a new segment I call First World Anarchy and the exclamation point epidemic must end. I agree with that. What about you, Ryan? This week, I discuss the ugly side of main character energy and what is inside a flagpole ball. The answer may shock you. Or not. I don't know how prone you are to amazement. I don't know if you... I'm not sure. A lot of factors. Let's find out. Many things in this life are so simple that you just can't see them. What do you think about that statement, Tyler? Things in this life are so simple you just can't see them. I can understand things becoming normalized to us so much that we just overlook them for the... uh, for what they actually are, how spectacular they are. Well, I think that that's true. And I do believe that there is um, this simplicity to all the most important things. But as I go through this journey and I learn things about myself, some of it seems so simple that it's become almost like a cliche, almost like people make fun of it. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? I don't. Can you give me an example? Okay. I have one that I want to unwrap here. And I think when I... As, as I experience more and more, and I, I, I am trying to learn things as I get older, this keeps presenting itself to me. And also, I feel like if I say it simplified like this, people would make fun of me. Okay. I, I love the setup, and I, I welcome any chance we get to make fun of you. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really is a main foundation of what this podcast is, so get ready. It's pretty much why I do this. Get your sharp stick out, Tyler. Mm-hmm. The tensions in your body are running your life, Tyler. We kind of discussed this a little bit on the pregame, which is 30 seconds after the show where you and I warm up back and forth verbally sparring. Oh, that's where that goes. That's where that goes. Mm. I won't make a joke out of that because we're growing up here, Tyler. Mm. The tensions in your body are running your life. I think that if you said that to somebody, they would say, yes, my stress, uh, my stress level maybe is a little bit high. But if I'm telling you specific muscles in your body are connected to your specific stresses in life, Mm and it forms your personality, it forms the way that you act, what do you think most people would think of that? Uh, you're a kook. Sure. Yeah. And I am. You but, are. But you that are. doesn't make this false. For sure. And I also believe it. There is a certain, when certain things in our lives that really affect us, that the word trigger, I believe, is, is what's supposed to be used here. Uh, when things trigger us, those certain aspects of our body become engaged sure. in a form of protection. In different places. Mm-hmm. And what I have been doing recently is when I feel anxiety over anything. I mean, genuinely, I feel like there are like thousands of little musical notes being played at one time. Mm -hmm. And just the awareness of that and following that to where it's in the individual physical sensation is. Mm -hmm. Different things in your life will feel, you know, hit you in different places in your body. What do you think about that? I think it's true. So in other words, um, I don't know. I I find that if I I find myself insecure trying to pass that on to other people. Well, yeah, I think it's really easy to feel that way simply because while society is opening up to the ideas of meditation and, you know, awareness and all that stuff, 
I think there's still a lot of buzzwords out there that will immediately turn people off uh, culturally. Give me some of them. Trigger? Trigger is definitely Trigger's one of them. out there. Chakras. Chakras is one Ow. where I think people will- sh- Oh, that's just, because, that's just because you love chakras. No, I mean, just you- I totally believe <laughs> oh, in them. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're saying yeah. makes me want to throw up Absolutely. a little bit. Absolutely. Even, even now, I think meditation, it's on the forefront of what people- Wait, are you think be- you're better than me? People, yes. You think what you're be- better than me? <laughs> what people are beginning to accept, but it's still, in a lot of aspects, uh, a fringe kind of thing. I think what makes this show interesting is that I think both of us were predispositioned to be against this kind of stuff. So finding it as we move forward and making fun of it, I hope is interesting because damn, does it make my skin crawl? My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Afternoon, ladies and gents, and welcome to another Those Guys You Hate. Tyler Menendez, my brother, my pal. How you doing, dude? I'm good, buddy. A little tired. Went and partied last night, but I'm here. Same shit as last week, Tyler. To entertain the mess. Why can't we count on you? Why do you not care about the Haitian army, Tyler? Um, Because they smell bad. That's true. They do. They smell really bad. Those guys you hate fans are the Haitian army, not the actual Haitian army. I feel like after that, we should really be specific. Does Haiti have an army? I would imagine so. Are they just currently at, ba- at odds with the Dominican Republic? Are they always just battling for the land? You're always going to have your haters, Tyler. I want to ask you a question, Tyler. Mm. Are you are you ready for it? I see you wearing your headphones. You have a, a microphone in your mouth. I, I, I feel like the answer is yes, but I just want to check in. In my mouth, you say? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like the same way that little kids drink from a bottle. You just got to <laughs> envelop it. Gah, gah, gah. <laughs> Be one with the milk. <laughs> You and I have had a discussion before Many. about people at the gym accidentally wiping their face with their shirts. Do you know what I mean to show off their stomach? Are you familiar with this move? Maybe it doesn't have to be at the gym. Maybe it could be in, in other places. It's where I'm most familiar with it. Oh, yeah. The only thing that I would push back against is the accidentally part. They fucking do it purposely. They don't try to hide it as if, oh, oh, I got sweat on my... No, they're... I've seen people stand in front of the mirror at the gym and just raise their shirt. They're not even wiping. That's a different thing. They're not wiping. That's- <laughs> Why aren't you wiping? The wiping never showed up. Everybody wipes to no. play it on, play it cool. You're just leaning into full douche. You never go full douche, right? Sometimes you go full douche. That guy is. Now, that's an entirely different thing. The guy who's just looking at his stomach. Oh, douche of the week. I explained the person wiping to Nicole mm-hmm. and she had no clue what I was talking about. Really? Yes. Huh. Now, she used that as saying, this is your main character energy right here, where you think that everybody's just trying to show off for you. The whole world is a, is a backdrop to a movie that's centered around you. I don't think that it's uh, them showing off for me. I think it's them just showing off. And for you an- just happen to be there. Anyone who will happen to look, that's okay. what showing off is. Now, this is what I thought to be interesting. I think that I have something that's kind of in the same vein, which is, I believe, this is my hypothesis for a science experiment that I would like to put forth. And I I genuinely mean this. Now, Mm. will we ever actually do this? Probably not. All right. But here's my hypothesis. If I'm working out at the gym, gyms famously have mirrors everywhere, yes? Yes. Why is that, Tyler? 
Um, I don't know. So you can uh, stare at yourself creepily and really motivate <laughs> yourself as you look longingly into your own eyes. That is 100% true, but Perfect. also I knew it. you want to watch your technique. You want to make sure that you're being symmetrical that on both sense. sides. I mean, mm -hmm. it's both of them. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. My hypothesis is if you're far away from the mirror and you only have one lane that you could look at yourself, here in Miami, at least, because that's where all of my studies have been done, people are more likely to stand in between you and the mirror than in between dead space. No like, question. Now, I think that I could prove that mm -hmm. it, it, and at least think of an experiment to do so. I think so. Absolutely. Math can solve anything, Ryan. Embrace it. Now, <laughs> I will. I will hug a multiply sign the next time I see it. <laughs> Kiss a calculator near you. But if we set up lanes and you put yourself in the middle and you had, let's say, a five-foot lane, a five-foot lane, and a five-foot lane, you're mm -hmm. the one in the middle, you could very easily put, let's say, you know, cameras in each lane and break down the time that people spent in each lane. Okay. And I think that it would show that people subconsciously more than I think very rarely do people say, I'm going to stand in between this person and I'm going to ruin their day. They will just stare at my back through this whole thing. I think people are more likely to do that than not. What, what's your take on my hypothesis? I, I immediately become selfish and start asking myself, am I just hyper aware? Because I go out of my way to do the opposite. If you're on a machine, I, I'm going to break. I'm not going to break your line of sight to the mirror. I'm going to make sure I'm out of your way. And that is and the I, issue. And if, I feel so bad when I go to move weights. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Let me get out of your way. Here am you I go. perceiving this in the way that it's actually happening? Or is my mind playing a trick on me? That is what the idea is. That is what main character energy. Hey, you're just, you just think this. The only person who thinks about yourself like that is you. Well, I can tell you right now that you are 100% right. About? We are never going to do that experiment. Yeah, that's, I mean, why, why would we, Tyler? No, I genuinely think that it would be very interesting oh, because sure. Sure. I think it's subconscious. And then what I think would be great is to compare the, the results from here to other cities and mm. other places in the world. I think that would break down very interesting. Yeah, you know you're I mean? just going to find out that the people in Miami are super shitty. I guess I could save the money then, Tyler. <laughs> I guess we, well, I mean, that would make me happy to save the money and we can talk My about hypothesis. it. hypothesis. On the Depression Index. No I just find human behavior to be interesting. And I don't think people are doing it on purpose. I think that they do it without even, even noticing. You know what I mean? What the Depression Index is, is a machine that I built with my hands down in Miami. We crank it up every week to let you know where we are on our mental health journey. Tyler, tell me about your anxiety, player. Well, I <laughs> a lot to say. I, uh, I know I, I went to my my therapist a couple of days ago, and that I rat bastard. And <laughs> <laughs> Always tinkering with stuff. I wish you guys would stop screaming battle royale at each other every time you passed in front of Keep each other. Keep your dirty mitts <laughs> off my brain. And I am now uh, looking into some stuff uh, that I repressed and just overall, for the most part, forgot about. It was pretty heavy trauma from when I was wee but a lad. And uh, Your second time mentioning it, I need to know your deep, deep trauma, Tyler. Yeah. Right yeah. now's the time. I, I didn't learn how to swim until I was like eight. Oh, what a loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually like a true story. I didn't learn how to swim until and I was so much what? older. And so what? You felt shame because of this? Oh, no, no, no. That's not why I got the anxiety. I'm just saying 
I didn't learn how to swim until I was much older. When you're tall like you, you don't need to swim. You can just bop up and down. Have you heard of the ocean? Sure. I, I can't just, well, I mean, just touch don't, my feet to the ground. I mean, don't go out to Mariana's Trench. Maybe stay inshore. You know what I mean? Oh, that's right. This is depression index. So anyway, yeah. I just, I was carrying some some really bad anxiety uh, later on that day to the point where I felt like my head was going to pop. More on that later Yay. in terms of heads exploding, uh -huh. literally. Spontaneous human. And uh, I meditated and um, and realized what it was and and let it go. So there's still so much fucking work to be done. But um, I, for the first time in my life, just got rid of my anxiety in the moment. It was by crazy by meditating, by feeling it, by meditating, by sitting down instead of avoiding the the, the feeling. You're sitting down with it, being like, "Let's explore this." Yeah, yeah. And I and I just process it. That's the word I use. Is I process the feeling. And I have never in my life felt anxiety and then just got rid of it. So it was really cool. I love that, man. That's yeah. really, really great. And I mean, I think there's a lesson here. We like our feelings like we like our food. Process, Tyler. <laughs> Am I right? And with lots of uh, chemicals and sure. steroids. Oh, chemicals <laughs> makes it more noticeable. I, I, I and GMOs. I, I think the idea is that for you to heal up, you have to let go of what's in there. You know what I mean? It's like a pimple. You got to get the stuff out of the middle before it can close up. Gross. Sure. And emotional and, pus. And it's very easy to uh, forget or not realize that it, we can become addicted to those emotions because they are chemicals, just like all those drugs on the outside. Not as badass though. And uh, <laughs> that's true. We were just discussing one of our one of our friends that's addicted to stress, yeah. and, and it's very noticeable. You know what I mean? And that's that's a rough go. And you define yourself by those emotions. I back when I used to tell people I was uh, depressed, I had depression. That's who I was. Right. I was depressed. Like when I was a ninja. You are what you eat. I, I don't know. I didn't know where to go from there. I understand. So Ryan, for this themers, uh, for this week's theme on <laughs> themer. Say, say themers? It's my themers. <laughs> I broke my themer. Uh, this week I wanted to do medication. It has been over a month now, maybe two months. I stopped counting since I quit my medication. He's lost the ability to count, ladies uh, and gentlemen. It's a weird side effect, but I could not be happier with the results. Uh, and it was my time to get off. But for all of you out there that may be on medication, make sure you take it regularly and uh, and don't be ashamed of it because I know how much shame could come along with uh, being tied to something like that. Sure, it makes you feel weak, I would assume. For sure. So we love you. And this week, I am at a four. Spin One, away. two, three, four. Wow, a lot of growth, Ryan. A lot of growth. A lot of growth. We'll, we'll cut that thing right out of there and you'll be just fine. It hurts so much. It is very tough, man. Oof. You got that that journey, as we discuss every freaking week on this show, it's not a comfortable one, but it's better than going back. Can I go back, Ryan? That's an option? Yes, you oh. certainly can. But the problem is you already know stuff, so <laughs> it's not going to be as comfortable. That's the problem. There's your issue. Get up. Yeah. Tyler. Yes. Responsibility. Ugh. You want to avoid it. Yeah. But Uncomfortable. I but I can't. Crappy. Yeah. Intoxicating. When you handle your responsibility, as you and I have, instead of just waiting and putting things off, uh, it can be a little buzz. There can be, apparently being good at something can bring you contentment and, and, and not, having the lack of worry, I think, can be an intoxicant as well. What's mm -hmm. your take on responsibility? You for it or against it? Pick a side, Tyler. Uh, I'm against the, the theory of it, but I'm for it simply because if you don't 
take care of your responsibilities like I tried to do for 20 years. I just tried to sweep them under the rug, sure. you know, hoping nobody would notice. Sure. And uh, it builds up, Ryan. It, it certainly uh, does. It stresses you out. Like those toenails, just lop them off. Make it easy. Stop putting everything off until the end. I have dabbled in that this week. And next week, I plan to do a little bit better of a job. Mm. I am dipping my toe in the water and it's it makes it easier. You know, sometimes you avoid your responsibilities for so long, you built up such a mental block that it's almost like doing the simplest exercise is like getting up in front of a firing squad. Mm -hmm. Just do a little something, something. Just just kick it off. Just don't, you don't have to hold yourself to a big responsibility. Just start. And then the wheels start moving. Responsibility, intoxicating. Well, and that is the uh, one degree of change. You know, if you have two ships that are next to each other and one ship changes course by a degree, at first there isn't much separation, but further down the line, that change, those tiny little degrees of change are really going to build up. I think that that is 100% right. That whole time you were saying that, I was thinking of a six degrees of Kevin Bacon joke, but instead, I decided to listen. You did get that that little haze I, in your I, eyes. Can you see it on my face? I can't, because I know what you're doing. I'm it. starting to feel it. <laughs> and if I could be totally honest. Worst superpower ever. I had nothing with Kevin Bacon. I didn't have shit. I would have gone with it. This week, I am at a... Hold on. I'm at a three, Tyler. One, two... You're a B-word. I'm not feeling the best I've ever felt, but I don't need to. So there you go. And Ryan, for this week, I have a good quote by bad people. Is it Napoleon Bonaparte? It is not. Oh. I was thinking about doing ah, it. Now. That would have pissed me off. Don't even read it. We're good. <laughs> that would have made me so angry. Go for it. Who said this? I believe in everything until it's disproved. So I believe in fairies, the myths, dragons. It all exists, even if it's in your mind. Who's to say that dreams and nightmares aren't as real as the here and now. So this is a quote by a bad person, right? <laughs> it is. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. done said this. That is not true. What? No, no. Napoleon was, Bonaparte. <laughs> it was that psychopath John Lennon, Ryan. Ah, uh, you know, I know what you're doing. I genuinely thought you, you knew when you said, I know what you're doing because I am a Beatles lover. Psychopath, the Ryan. band and the animal, but uh, a reputedly not a good dude. So I'm not going to argue with you here, Tyler. Psychopath. Aren't we all a little bit? Now, Tyler. Sure. I've got a little game here that I want to play with you. I don't know what it's called. I really don't understand the point of it, but we're going to get after it. I didn't have any music for it, so I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I am going to give you a fact. And then I am going to give you, well, I'm going to give you the beginning of a sentence, then I'm going to give you three choices to decide which is right. Are you ready? Sure. The game will explain itself as we go. All right. The party drug ecstasy, Tyler. Mm -hmm. Heard of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it invented in 1912, the same year the Titanic sank, 1969, the same year we walked on the moon, or 1939, the same year World War II started? Oh boy. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to say Party drug ecstasy, Tyler. Oh boy. Were they rubbing their nipples on the Titanic? <laughs> Were they spraying Vicks vapor rub in their eyes as we walked on the moon? Or did they put a lollipop in their butt World War II? You're not eating lollipops right. <laughs> You're not doing ecstasy right, Tyler. <laughs> I said lollipops. Does it have to be sideways? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say C. World War II. You say C? I said C. You say 1939 World I War II? I did. Damn ah, it! Ah, 
Tyler. Is it 1912? No. It's got to be 1912. 1912. Yeah. Damn it. The same year the Titanic sank, people were, were furiously rubbing their nipples and dry humping a couch. I don't think that's true. What are you talking about? I don't. It takes a lot longer between the time of discovering something and then making it. Uh, manufacturing. I've it. been to a rave, Tyler. <laughs> okay. Furiously <laughs> making out with a tree. I've been on an airplane. That doesn't make me an aviation expert. Well, it gets you a little step closer, doesn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got me in a corner here, Tyler. Let's do the weekly book nook. Now, this segment, we know how it goes, Tyler. Please describe what the weekly book nook is. The Weekly Book Nook is a segment that we do not do weekly, and it is very rarely about a book. Almost never. And we just grade it. We give you our opinions on whatever it is. Ryan had a running segment for I don't know how long where he's doing it on a pocket pussy. Sure. So, you know, it could be any kind of zany yeah, thing we're thinking. It was a different time in the show. That, that poor thing. It was thing a weird is, time. It was very strange. Was I was really time. pushing the artistic parameters of our relationship. <laughs> and that poor pussy is just sitting up collecting dust. <laughs> You know, I feel bad. I don't know, I don't know how to respond. I don't to know. That. I assume we'll edit that out. Please Good go God, on. Man. A different time in the show. Okay, God. we're gonna look back on this and say that was a different time in the show. Sorry, mom. This one's gonna be a little bit different. I just started watching Doom Patrol on HBO. Have you heard of the show before? Right? I haven't. No. Uh, very much. It's a DC um, series. Series. Thank you. And. Very much like Guardians of the Galaxy, I had never heard of these characters until I started watching the I've show. I've never heard of any of DC's characters except for the, you know, the the Wonderkins. What's it called? The Wonder Twins? Yeah, the, the Justice League. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's Wow, that was very flippant. You just, yeah. you waved your pen around as if you couldn't be bothered with the Justice League. <laughs> DC just doesn't stroke me right. Marvel does it to you better? It certainly does. Yeah. Love Marvel. Yeah. Always, well, always have. Never liked DC. Well- I mean, Batman. But nevertheless, we're here to talk about Doom Patrol. But more importantly, I'm only halfway through the first season. I'm not even here to talk about Doom Patrol. So far, it's been great. I am here to talk about Brendan Fraser. Do you remember Brendan Fraser? Of course I do. He is in Doom Patrol. That is great. He is, uh, the internet loves him. And he is, by all accounts, a fantastic human being. He was the victim of a Me Too. Yep. I I read a little something about that. And I think that it's, we should point out here, Brendan Fraser, George of the Jungle, Encino Man. The Mummy. Hollywood heartthrob. Oh, my he God. He was in uh, in The Mummy. I mean, just a banger. I mean, just just a, a handsome, handsome man. Now, after being Me Too'd, he went into a deep depression, you as did. you would imagine you did. that you would. And it really took its toll on him. And, and he went through a bad divorce and all sorts of things. So, so tell me about the show, Brendan Fraser. Well, it's not even about the show itself. All I wanted to say is, is Brendan Fraser brought me many, many hours of entertainment through his movies when I was much younger. Like that movie, The Mummy, came out when I was like 12 or 13. I mean, prime year to get the most enjoyment out of a movie like Tar- that. Target demographic. I mean, it was perfect. Sure. And he did the Looney Tunes movie, which he crushed it in. And I just want to say, Brendan Fraser is my weekly book nook. He is an incredible actor, kills it in this show, and it is fantastic to see him on the screen again. In the top three Frasers of all time, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, we can review. I don't know how to do that. Well, you got Joe Frazier and you got Frazier from Cheers. That's I mean, that's true. it. We were out of Frasers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Right. What's your weekly book um, nook? And I, I, I genuinely am happy for him, too. And man, it's great to see the internet 
rally around somebody for something good. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. I'm like that bum Joe Frazier. I was just kidding. He ain't in the top three. This week, Tyler. You just can't have anything nice. You got to uh, sideswipe somebody on the way out. What do you think's up with that? Uh, you got some aggression that you're trying to release? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Tyler, speaking of which, this week I am reviewing Living Untethered. I, I, I would say maybe- Oh, the sequel, correct? The sequel. To the untethered soul, the untethered soul by Michael A. Singer. I bring this up because I would say, as far as one of those books, you know, one of those books, yeah, the, the Cook books, the untethered soul probably had the deepest impact on me. It takes so much of what you and I are talking about and just puts it in such a simplistic way. Now you may disagree with the idea, yeah, but you will understand it. Sure, you know what I mean. Sure. What has stuck out about me? Now, I, I do audiobooks. There's many fights about whether or not that is, you know, reading. Oh, F you to you, physical book elitist, okay? I, somebody is reading off the page and going into my ears, I'm reading. You don't think that there's a difference? I believe that when I sit down and read a book, which I don't have any time for nowadays, mm -hmm. I feel like it stimulates my mind in a way that audiobooks don't. But also at the same time, we're leaving with the same information. Correct. Yeah. Correct. If I don't start playing video games or, you know, doing just about anything. Like the worst thing you could do while trying to listen to an audio Everything. <laughs> anything. Don't look at me or talk to me or, or cook for me. Don't do anything. Wait, about that last thing. Yeah, okay. Just made me a little nosh. I disagree. Now, here's the thing about this audiobook. And you finished it already, correct? No, I, I, I'm about an hour away from finishing okay. it. Okay. All right. He has, as a lot of authors will do, read this one himself. Oh yeah, that's a that's a risky situation. He's an old man. It's, it's just an old man voice. <laughs> I had to put it on one point three speed to just get it up to regular human voice. Oh man, yeah, uh, Michael A. Singer. I don't know why I didn't picture him as an old man. I pictured him as like a middle aged human being. Nah, you don't get this much wisdom. That's fair. By at, you know at forty years old, Jesus Christ died at thirty three. Yeah, how's that about? going, Tyler? <laughs> no, so so he so in other words, it just it loses a little something. The first one is read perfectly it's so simplistic and yeah. it's read I, I picture the person picture the person reading the book as the priest from the fifth element i don't know why that's just <laughs> what my my mind has done i'm i'm here for a it a cute little old man <laughs> with so much wisdom in one match it's almost like a a very easy to follow step by step guide on how to enter spirituality it's dipping a toe piece yeah. where, where he's like okay stop reading for one second and say hello in your mind sure some people are like holy shit yeah there's a voice in there so, but in this one, two things have stood out for me. No, well, number one, it the, maybe the first or second chapter is all about Genesis and how that could line up with actual science. Beautifully written. Yeah. It's spectacular, right in my wheelhouse. But- a lot, a lot of incest, right? Two things, not enough if you ask me, two things that I have noticed that he has stolen from other things that I have taken in. Whoa. He stole this metaphor about- if you see a rattlesnake in the in the brush and it being a piece of rope, you think it's the same thing. It's your perception that changes the way that you handle that that whole deal. It's a it's a whole thing. Well said. Very very powerful. But also, I read a book by by an author named Byron Katie uh -huh. called Loving What Is that uses that exact same metaphor: the rattlesnake in the rope. Yeah, but why are you saying stealing? I mean, he's just he's using it. Does he claim that it was his in the book? There was no mention of Byron Katie. Uh, but, but did Byron Katie come up with it or did she take it from somebody else? I don't know how to answer that. It just stuck out to me. And secondly, he made the metaphor of 
your your chakras and your body being a flowing river. And if you throw a rock into the middle of that, it can you know mess up the works. Sure, sounds like Avatar: The Last. That's Avatar. exactly right. <laughs> That's where I draw the line, brother. That's where I draw the line. Ryan's triggered. Now, here's the thing. It seems like a pretty obvious metaphor that anybody could take, but listen to me, you son of a bitch. That's like me making a movie and putting a horse's head in somebody's bed. You don't do it. Why? Who did that? You don't do it. It was in that piece of trash, Godfather 2, Tyler. Don't start. Godfather 3, pretty good. Let's go back to your thing before I blow against- Godfather 3, pretty good. Oh my God, we're gonna get our we're gonna get such hate mail. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think I think that that's a pretty common uh, analogy. Michael I. Singer, you have lost me, bro. And, and I my soul has become completely tethered, and it's gonna stay this way until further notice. Until my you, soul is locked down. I have put it in a high school locker. I put one of those combination <laughs> locks on it until you learn some manners, Michael A. Singer. More like Michael A. Steeler. My assumption, nice. <laughs> Burn. You got him. Ah, roast mode. My assumption is, is this is not the reaction he was looking for yeah, when well, writing the book. Tether yourself until you figure out some some bibliography practices. Tyler, you and I, let's let's take a break. Well, hold on. Should we just dismount? Because I got to hear you, hear you that I can just do really quick. All right, hear ye, hear ye. What what is a hear ye, hear ye, Tyler? Hear ye, hear ye is where we come up rules, come up with rules for your life. And I know nobody likes rules. I get it. I but, love them, but these are as there. long as we're making them. <laughs> They're there to make your life a better and less chaotic. So let's just jump right into it. Hear ye, hear ye. Drowning? What just happened on that one? I, I look forward to the high note on the second I, one. I, I was simultaneously sipping a glass of water, practicing for my ventriloquism. Sadite. Sadite. So, Ryan, for this week's Hear Ye, Hear Ye, I have a really important one that really needs to go into effect right now. I'll be the judge of that. No more exclamation marks. None. None whatsoever. All I asked was, how are you doing? And now, for whatever reason, you're shouting at me through text about your brother's foot fungus. Ew. And stop doing that. Okay, I understand. The exclamation marks, there is- Egregious, they, right? They've lost all of their value. You know what I mean? But what I'm going to ask you is this. What about the all capitalized letters? I feel like I get that more than the exclamation marks. No, really? Yeah, I do. Oh, no, I don't use- I don't. I mean- not that often, unless somebody's making a joke about actually shouting. Sure. But exclamation marks are not being used for their intended purpose Willy anymore. Willy-nilly. It's ridiculous. You've all lost your right to use them. Now, I've taken them away completely. You want to make me the bad guy? Fine. Wow, that's a bummer, man. That's I, it. Listen, you know what? Sometimes love doesn't feel right. That's you right. Know what I mean? Use periods from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Don't you do it. No, no, no. I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. All right, Tyler. Do the marketing. From henceforth, no more exclamation marks, Ryan. Well, hear ye, hear motherfucking ye. What, what about when I, I need to express like somebody said this, uh, you know, in a forceful way. Capitalize in, it. In a book, in all of the books. All the, I mean, maybe we'll have to cut down a few more trees for extra pages. Well, they're just wasting pages, huh? All right. Okay, well. It's that's, not a waste. It is a, this is the, the, the. This is the price of the war that we are fighting against the willy-nilly exclamation mark, I, I, I wish you would consult me before these, but the trumpets have played. That is the deal. Hear ye, hear ye. Let's take a break, and I'm going to try to get you to reconsider. 
What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal you know you won't because you're lazy that's why you haven't moved out of your parents house we love you thank you for supporting those guys you hate and let's get back to the show those guys okay i think that somebody is breaking into my house and putting pubic hair into my bar of soap true crime is that true crime why would anyone do that i I don't get it you hate I'm looking at these hairs and I'm like, I don't know these hairs. True crime. That is definitely true crime. That is not true crime. Whatever, you don't know what true crime is. Those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys. Not okie dokie, Tyler. Oh yeah, what's that? Have you ever seen that that meme? Uh, it's like Mario with glowing eyes, and it says, "That's not okie dokie." No, I've never seen that yeah, before. It's in the internet. Look at you, meme culture. Wild. Look aren't at they? you. Well, aren't they? Are you trying to turn back the hands of time? If I could turn back Chaham, Tyler. Actually, we're going to need to turn back time right now because we are going to do a segment called Weekend Review. Damn, <laughs> yeah, that's loud. sound of my testicles exploding that blue no that is not the sound of testicles exploding that is literally the sound of my testicles exploding tyler i don't know i'm trying to paint a picture here oh and you've painted with one. the remnants of my testicles you have painted tyler one. last week speaking of balls we said that there were items inside a flagpole ball no, wait, 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 whoa, 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 hold you on said. hold on a second <laughs> Hold your horses. You're, you're like a rodeo bull, <laughs> Tyler. We said stuff. No, well, I, I, who knows who said what? Who knows? We should have recorded it. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I don't want to I don't want to give the answer yet. I want to tell you how this story came to me, okay? Sure. I used to date a woman whose father was on a SWAT team. We were roughly the same age. Uh, he was on a SWAT team hmm. and he hung out with people who were also on a SWAT team and they want to do. less than vaguely racist. And oh, wow. we got very drunk at a party once. And this is what he told me. I'm going to channel his inner character. Okay. okay. They hated Muslims, Tyler. Okay. He described this as if back in the day when people were trapped inside a fort or they were being invaded upon and they were about to lose, you know, whatever they were occupying. Mm-hmm the last person alive had to 
get rid of the flag so the enemy couldn't take it. Have For, you ever protect, heard? Protect the flag. Well, Not get rid of it. You wanted to protect the, or excuse me, the stars specifically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I'll read this and then you tell me how that, that, that urban myth or urban fact hit you. At the top of the flagpole sits a little golden sphere known as the finial ball. Inside is a razor blade, a match, and a bullet. You must use the razor blade to cut the stars and stripes from the American flag, the match to burn the remains, and the bullet to defend the base or shoot yourself, depending on the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Is that the way you read it as well? Correct. I mean, I don't know why you're doing the menacing voice. This guy- Is that your Jocko Wilkins voice? What's happening? That's not his name. Oh, damn it. He defined himself by being like um, Assault Life. You know, he had all the shirts. I feel like if you're really in one of those those SWAT teams, do do you need to advertise it? I feel like you're so manly. You don't have to like go through all the rigmarole of everybody else. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, I feel like if you're in a SWAT team, I could kind of look at you and tell you're they pretty were, or badass mother effer. They were all about it. They had the the jeeps with the with the assault weapons on. It, sure, that's, that was their whole deal. Sure. And was any of that true, Tyler? No. Nope. It certainly was not. He was just doing a thing. Maybe ease up on the homemade vodka. You know what I'm saying? But it's also a very widespread. Uh, story. I'm just, he made it seem like he did it. Uh, not true. <laughs> what? Uh, he just had a, he's a weird dude. Um, <laughs> it used to be an eagle, Tyler. Do you remember when you were in class? It used to be an eagle up there. It was. Do you know why they switched to the sphere? Because it kept getting torn <laughs> or caught uh, on the flag. A less badass version of the story. It went to a sphere because it's knickers kept getting caught on the points. Yeah. And for the very, very large flagpoles, the finial ball houses the mechanism which brings the flag up and down. I That sounds cooler. Let's just get it stuck on an eagle. I was going to say, way less torn flags now, but it doesn't look as cool. Agreed. Although it just gives off the, the feeling of like a war-torn country. All of our flags are torn with just an eagle protruding a, a through it. I think that's <laughs> like kind of your country's version of a scar down its eye. I think you let that ride. <laughs> Why are we giving that off? I just bought these <laughs> jeans with all these holes in them. It's, come on, that's cool. Ryan, last week we discussed Mount Vesuvius, and I claimed that the eruption caused people's heads to explode. Oh, yeah. Was I full of hot air? Nope. I mean, that, that makes sense. It is such a shockwave of devastation. I, I feel like your head exploding is quite possible. But when you talk about heads exploding, it I feel like people can immediately associate that with like cartoons or something like that. You sure. know, like our human's heads are not meant to explode. But anyway, in 79 AD, when the volcano erupted, the people that didn't die by being buried under hot ash were killed when like the people who were in their cellars were trying to hide from the like devastation. that kid jerking off. Just like the guy jerking <laughs> off. Uh, they were actually killed when toxic fumes from the volcano landed on the cities and killed everybody. But... Oh, it's two cities, not only Pompeii, which is the more famous of the two, but also Herculaneum. But more recent studies show that for the unlucky people that got the full money shot of that volcano, they experienced what's called a pyroclastic surge, a wave of superheated gas and hot ash that literally boils a person's blood in their body, which then causes the skull to explode. Like the end of Kingsman, but way less colorful. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Good Lord. Tyler, last week, I said that little orphan Annie had no pupils. That's another one that I looked up to. Yes. Was I right? You were correct. Affirmative. That is correct, Tyler. Little orphan Annie 
creepily had no pupils. What's the deal? Uh, the one thing I did. Save it on ink? The one thing <laughs> I did ever. I don't know. Is that, that a why don't they bear it and make the plane out of the black box material? Yeah. Why does the drive up ATM have Braille on it? What's happening here? I, the one thing, because I, I looked this up, this is a second one that I looked up. Sure. But I looked this up also. You made it seem like she was a poor blind girl in a world of seers. The entire comic is drawn that way. Nobody has pupils in that. Two big in that gaping comic. holes in her head, and, Tyler. And two giant, and they're not even black. They're just no, pure white. No, she is of being a pure light, Tyler. That? that is, that's all that there is. Oh, we all are, Ryan. Ryan, last week we <laughs> he didn't even look at me. <laughs> Ryan, last week, look at me, damn! <laughs> Don't you cast me out, Ryan? Last week we asked. Where organ damaging corsets originated? Did I find the answer? Is it the Victorian era? Nope. The corset actually originated in Italy, but was introduced to French culture in the 1500s. It's been around for a long time. A bit. And the ladies of the French court embraced it with haste. And that was to make their 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 because that's when they wore the big bottoms on the dresses, right? Agre yes, but when the ladies. First, uh, were introduced to this uh, article of clothing. They didn't. They weren't used for constricting for the body just right. yet because they were only made out of fabric. If you pulled on it too tightly, you just ruined like, your, your nicest article of clothing. But like everything, like the high heel, it, it, it begins to evolve over time. Exactly. You couldn't uh, tighten it too much, as we just said. But over time, metal and even bone were introduced to the structure. And in 1828. Hundreds of years after it had been introduced and subsequently adopted, metal eyelets were introduced, which allowed the waist to be yeah. tightly constricted. Sure. And Ryan, I would like to show you. I I, I don't think that. No, I wanna... no, it's it's a drawing. I promise it's not gory okay. or anything like I'm that. I'm trusting you, Tyler. I, I promise you, it's a it's a medical drawing. If you will open up the airdrop that I have just sent you. Wow, we can airdrop again. Yeah, baby. we can. We are back. Technology. So what I'm looking at is two figures. One is the natural form of the skeleton of the chest. The one on the right, which yeah. is. Instead of your rib cage, which is kind of open, almost has the diameters of like a Christmas tree, if you will. Sure, to a certain degree. Sure. On the second one, it is all pointed downward. So in other words, you're just kind of moving the bone, not unlike a bonsai tree. You're kind of shaping the way that the bones grow in. And this is this is from the Royal College of Surgeons of England. And they have described this, what I'm showing Ryan, as he just described all the bones being moved. Pointing as, downwards into a point. Instead of getting bigger as it goes down, it gets it tapers off. And this isn't even that severe it of says, a case. It says at the very bottom, by no means an extreme case. I mean, that is crazy. Ladies would alter their appearance and their literal skeleton just to appease uh, the what what constituted the way women should look at the time. Thank goodness we're not doing any of that now. <laughs> we got that all taken care of. True. Come on, my how we've grown. What about the, the, the women who bind their feet? I mean, it's just, ah, uh, man, I, I, I was going to say we can review, but I can't no, be involved no, in no, that, no, bro. No, 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 no. I don't want any of that either. Tyler, somebody at some point banded the idea, did God create science? Did he? <laughs> yeah. Nope. I, I, how do you answer that? There's no way to look that up. But, sure. but I am just going to throw this out here. I like how you said somebody bandied it about. I, whether it was somebody. you or me or, <laughs> or you over there. Or Tyler <laughs> said that, that there was stuff inside the flagpole ball. Who knows? 
<laughs> you son of a bitch. But, <laughs> but is it possible, and I won't even go down this path, but is it possible that religion and science are telling the same story with different verbiage? Yeah, although science tries to get, become, come at it from a fact-based perspective, religion has so much allegory and so much analogy and metaphor, but it is, I guess, stories, lore of what, what we're describing of science, of just things that happened at the time. But what if they're using the only uh, scale and tools that they had at the time and they're trying to describe their observations, or not oh, even observations, but the Big Bang, a big giant vibration that started the universe. Sure. If that theory is true mm -hmm. in the beginning, there is a word. What is a word other than a vibration of your, vo your vocal cords? Very what, true. What if they mean the same thing with using different words? Nonetheless, sound like a kook, right? And I am one. <laughs> I'm done. I have no more. Tyler, no George mas. Washington, wooden teeth. No, nope. Uh, they think that, well, he had ivory teeth, ivory teeth. And yeah. so they got stained, perhaps had the look of wood ah. and somebody, I don't know who talked about people from the past who would struggle the most with social media. Did I come up with three of them? Affirmative. Somebody. Okay, what about this? I don't know. So, so somebody brought it up, but uh, you came up with it. Let's them. not get into the details, Tyler. <laughs> it's, it's neither here nor there. I'm so confused. How about this? Michael Jordan. What about him? If he came up in the time of social media, would we remember him completely differently? Absolutely. Because you didn't know Michael what was- Michael Jordan. Rat bastard? You, well, I wouldn't go that far. I'm not saying it either, Tyler. I don't know who said it. Somebody did. <laughs> because you're simply getting a look at their lives 24 seven an unfiltered and, look. And at that time, uh, they didn't know what was going on in Michael Jordan's life. He was very secret. They people Tyler, he just wanted to play baseball <laughs> poorly. That's all he wanted. And damn, did he do it? He got tired of those championships, Tyler, back to back Genghis Khan. Yeah. Wouldn't do great in the social media age. Well, nor would he do well in the age of weapon of, of guns. Tyler, look into a history book. Did just fine. He did okay. With swords sure. and bows and arrows. Okay, what about this Show one? Show him a machine gun. What about this one? And this is my, my, I'm putting two of them in the same barrel here. He wouldn't be able to bang anything. He'd be so scared. Benjamin Franklin Thomas Edison. How are they doing in social media? Not great. Benjamin I mean, Franklin with all his half black kids and Thomas Edison killing all those elephants. And all the syphilis. Sure. Yeah, yeah lots of syphilis. Sure, Instagram does not take well to syphilis, Tyler. No, no, nor do genitals. And that's what we can review. What an odd dismount. <laughs> I'm going to stay off that one. And that's it for me. I'm, I'm just cruising now, Tyler. I'm, I'm all finished. I am cruising for a bruising. I am worn out. Take me home, baby. Ryan. Yo. Let me ask you a question. What do you enjoy more? Simply being right or proving someone else wrong? High road or low road, Ryan? Where are you going? I am learning as I age that being right is vastly overstated in mm -hmm. terms of the enjoyment that it brings you. But I don't, I'm, I'm trying to actually think about this. I, I don't particularly like proving people wrong at this point in my life. I think this could be a blind spot for mm -hmm. me. So I'm going to mm -hmm. say being right. Okay, perfect. Well, you're wrong, oh, Ryan. Shit. Because this new you're segment, wrong. this new segment, see now I your heads at. This new segment is all about the ladder. Strap on your hiking boots because we're taking the low road. Let's get it, brother. Now, Ryan, it's time for a little first world anarchy. Are you ready, guys? Are you guys ready? Are you ready for a little anarchy, Ryan? Get in here, you hooligans. Are you ready for some anarchy, Let's Ryan? Let's fire it up, Ryan. Hell yeah. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, guys, guys, too far. Too far. Too far. Too anarchy. Dial it back. Dial it back. Let me explain what we're doing here. I have three facts 
here that people love to spread around that are, in fact, bullshit. George Washington and I wouldn't eat. Did you know that? So join me on this adventure <laughs> where I will make us question what's real and whether or not we need to burn it all down. I hope we do, but let's hear Figuratively, it, Figuratively, of course. Have Figuratively. You, have you ever done this segment before? This isn't- Never done this love segment it, man. before. I love the setup. Let's do it. The first one is a softball so everybody can get acquainted with what we're doing and one that we have discussed in passing on this show. Ryan, tell the people who Isaac mother effing Newton is and would you please tell the people who may not know his association with apples. Did, you, did, did he fuck him? You mean Sir Isaac Newton? Sir Isaac Newton. You sound was, like what? an asshole right now. It's like Ian McKellen. You sound like a jackass. Was he an apple banger? He, he loved them apples. He also invented gravity, I believe. Do I have that right? I don't think that's accurate. Okay. Tell them. Tell the people. He is, I mean, he was a knight. Tell, he, tell, no, tell the fact that you know of Isaac Newton and the I'm, apple. Okay, I am going to. Uh, one of the most famous thinkers of all time mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. discovered gravity when an apple fell on his noggin. Is that the truth you believe? I, I don't believe it because you're setting me up here. Mm -hmm. and, and I do, mm -hmm. I have heard that that's not 100% a fact, but please illuminate the subject. Isaac Newton was not inspired to come up with his, as we all know, law of universal gravitation. I'm sure we've all read that. By an apple hitting him on the head. A bit of a dry read. <laughs> I got through a few chapters. A bit of a I'm thinker. Like, I don't really care about any of these characters. <laughs> uh, he actually was inspired by an apple, but it wasn't hitting him on the head. He saw it fall he to saw the ground. It fall. And, and, and I didn't bring this up, another lord, a fellow lord, both of us sirs. And scientists. Yeah, and scientists. So that one, Ryan, <laughs> it is false. Okay, not true. False. I, false. That was a softball. Fuck you, Isaac Newton. Unnecessary. Too much? You it, just said great thinker of our time, and then you dismounted with fuck you, it's, Isaac Newton. Speaking of dry, those little cakes that he invented, terrible. Who wants a fig? Nobody wants a fig. Oh, fig Newtons? No, Delicious. Terrible. terrible. Oh, take something that's terrible, add a shitload of sugar to something no, that already has bad. it. It's Not a, bad. A substandard cookie. Do book nook on your own time, you can, okay? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. For our next one, Ryan, explain to the people what the percentage in the weather app means. What the percentage in the weather, is it? Is it the humidity percentage? Wrong, Ryan. Is that true? Wrong. The truth, uh, you're not playing this game right I, because humidity has its own number. The other, the main percentage. I, I, I'm unfamiliar with what you're talking about. Maybe I'll understand when you say it. Well, when you, when you open the weather app, you have the temperature and then a per main percentage, which is shown to see- How likely it is to rain? To rain, yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought that that was the humidity index. Oh, okay. Wow. This one took a turn. Okay. Sorry. Well, nevertheless, <laughs> the truth of this one, I think, is going to annoy the hell out of you. We should start a podcast. I know it did me. I'm just going to blow right by that. Yes, sir. As if I'm bombing on stage. I I'm just going to- I'm going to complete the set. I don't care. <laughs> Because when they say your local weatherman is guessing, you are not far off. Of course, those those terrorists just want you to be scared. <laughs> terrorists? Yeah, terrorists. They're working for Publix and Home Depot. It's all a conglomerate. They're all funneling you into, into capitalism. That's a segment we're going to have to do by itself. Totally That's true. <laughs> well, thank you to mentalfloss.com for this one. Love mental floss. The percentage you are seeing is called the probability of precipitation, a.k.a. Pop. And how do they get that number? I am so glad you asked. I finally did something right. I'm so glad you asked. There are at least five accepted ways to measure pop. So you could go to five different 
uh, sites and get five, five different, numbers. different numbers. Sure. Sure, you just say, sure, like we don't have a universal standard for this thing that we all agree upon. But I don't think that we do. I think that that is common lore that meteorologists are all just B-words. And I am here to prove... <laughs> Damn it, man. What? I was just about to dive <laughs> off and to join you. Tyler, you're not good at this, man. I'm trying to help you. That may be true, yeah. but just let me get through B this. B-words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association, their definition is to look at whether or not a certain area will receive at least 0.01 inches of rain within a certain time frame. Okay. And that is the most widely used uh system. Sure. It's like chiropractors. It's a murky performance. And it's going to break your spine. Yeah. So that one, Ryan, is false. Okay. Yeah, they'd they be bullshitting, bro. And Phil Farrell over here just wants to keep us all captives in our house. He's still doing this, yes. huh? <laughs> Thanks a lot, it's Obama. Like, it's a comb over if I've ever seen one. And it should be noted, due to a recent viral TikTok video that made the rounds claimed, uh, it claimed that a, the number represented the amount of area rain would cover that is incorrect. And finally, Ryan. I thought it was the percentage of humidity in the air. Also false. Okay, sorry. I won't bring it up again. Ryan. Jeez. For our finale. Yeah. This one is just for you. Go on. Ryan, I am here to strip you of a beloved fact you love to tell people. Everything must go, Tyler. I'm willing to get rid of anything. <laughs> Thank you to I fucking love science for this info and helping me crush my brother's soul. You can tell <laughs> that they mean business because they even put a curse word in the title. Damn straight. Yeah. Ryan, why don't you go ahead and tell the beautiful people out there all about the Candiru fish? I don't want to. <laughs> tell the people, Ryan. Well, what I do know about the needlefish is that if you urinate in the Amazon... They are attracted to the heat. They mm -hmm. will swim up your urethra and mm -hmm. cause you all sorts of dickhole problems. Mm -hmm. and, and can you describe what happens when they enter your urethra? They have almost like a fish hook. They, they get caught going the opposite direction and they have to be surgically removed. I assume they just lop off your ween. Well, it's not, it's not, it's that, yes, very good, but it's not a, uh, exactly a hook. It's actually four barbs that sure. stick out in sure. different directions. What's worse than a hook, a barb? Way worse. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is false, Ryan. Is it unfortunate that's false or is that fortunate? Well, just because we don't get to tell the story anymore, Ryan. And I'll never be able to say lop off your ween. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll be able to fit it in somehow. <laughs> it is a parasitic freshwater catfish that lives in South America and they feed by lodging themselves in a larger fish's gills and feasting on their blood. Okay. But the worldwide rumor mill, which I didn't know my brother Ryan was a member of. I am. Would have you believe that due to being attracted to urine, this little fish will swim up a man's urethra and lodge itself and can't be removed, as you said, without lopping off a penis. It can be removed? That it cannot be removed sure. without okay, lopping so what's off the, truth? the penis. The only case ever actually reported, at least in modern times, was in 1997 to a man in Brazil, but every expert that has studied that case since has cast doubt on it simply due to all the inconsistencies. Every other case in history has been anecdotal. It happened to a friend of a friend. You had to be there. I will not accept this. I'm sorry, Ryan. I, I, I don't accept. I gotta hit the button. It's a go ahead and hit it. I, I gotta hit the button, that, but that is... I mean, whatever. You, you, tomato, tomato. I, I, I'm not willing to let this one go. Ha ha! That's first world anarchy. And now you're all stupider. I stole facts from you. Well, actually, I guess I would make you smarter. You're like Robin Hood of knowledge, Tyler. Yeah. You steal from the smart and give to the dumb. And we appreciate oh, you for it. Just less smart. I enjoyed that 
segment, and I think you did a great job this week, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. Please Our- tell people how to reach out to us and, you know, give us some words of encouragement. They won't be words they, of encouragement. No. Uh, go to those guys you hate and subscribe, please. All of them. All the buttons. We everything. need your attention. We do. And we, 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 we subsist off of it. That is absolutely true. And we love you guys. The people who have been here from the beginning, we appreciate you so much. Tyler, what's the moral of the story, player? The moral of the story, Ryan, is that much like quicksand, I have been terrorized by this Kandiru fish for far too long. And now I realize at a much older age, again, like quicksand, it's not as much of a problem as I thought it was going to be uh, leading into adulthood. I, my penis is safe swimming in South America. Okay. At well, least from that thing. It really opens up our vacation possibilities. What's the moral of the story, Ryan? Moral of the story is responsibility. Intoxicating. Maybe the thing that you're running from could actually bring you a little bit of uh, depressurization if you just take the smallest step forward. Just, you know what? You don't have to go running. Just put your shoes on. Uh, You know, take little small steps and maybe you'll work your way up to something that brings you contentment. Yeah, change your definition of what a victory is. You got out of bed and you did one chore for the day. Victory. Not enough for me. Okay. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. It goes like this, it goes like that. It is real skinny. Red circle. Oh, we're doing it? Now now we're doing it. So, Tyler, I was telling you about the gross national product. Go on. What is that? Which one are we talking about? What is our gross national product? Is it it wheat? Uh, Oh, oh, freedom. Freedom. (laughs) We export freedom like a motherfucker. We are exporting and importing freedom at all times. Oh, no, Um, no, 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 no. Not not importing. We don't want your freedom. You keep your freedoms out. I'll take your freedom. We we export our freedom regardless of whether you want it or not. What we'll do is we'll ship you out a boot, but you have to put it in your own ass. (laughs) We can't, I mean, the amount that we would, come on, (laughs) come on, brother. You're not the only country that needs a little comeuppance. You know what I mean? It's like bullies outsourcing their bullying. It's like, hey, you give yourself a wedgie at three o'clock, okay? I got too many things to do over here. We'll do it on the Zoom. I'll check your technique. (laughs) I said atomic wedgie. You know what an atomic wedgie is? Is that where they pull it over your head? <laughs> that can't be possible, right? <laughs> the be. only way that would be possible is if your your tidy whities <laughs> tore a hole up to your Adam's apple. That's the or, only. <laughs> or you were wearing like Andre the Giant's underwear. <laughs> what, did you kill a cheetah? Ah, we're off to a good start, Tyler. Yeah, good old uh, right. early 2000s movies uh, quotes. You know we love it. You know we love it. Tyler, We uh, let's stop talking about the movies. Let's talk about real life. Did you get a notification on your cell phone at any point this week that told you that we rented Matilda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it was a, it was an arbitrary $5 uh, payment that I Zell received or whatever, yeah, whatever Did it she was. Send you $5. I told her to send you five. The movie cost four. She's like, what am I going to give him an extra dollar? <laughs> Nicole is who I'm I'm referencing, my girlfriend, right? Uh that is yes, that is correct. Okay, what was your Not response? Sure why you're asking me. <laughs> I'm trying to keep everybody in. I genuinely thought I was the victim of uh of identity theft, where I got that and I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't watch this 
I'll be honest, spectacular movie. I had never seen it. Oh, what? I had never seen it. Oh, how good is that movie? Um, I it, wish I could have been there for your first time. It was great. Oh. The little girl, not a great actress. What? A little sleepy. What? A little. I think they had her <laughs> hopped up on cold medicine. <laughs> but but oh, that's a that's a dangerous <laughs> accusation. Like Frank from uh, Sunny in Philadelphia, she looked all hopped up on goofballs. But she also got Danny DeVito. She kicked ass though. She yeah, kicked she ass. Great. She she was she wasn't a great actress, but also crushed it in some way. I, I'm telling you, it worked. Are you negging her right now? I don't know. <laughs> I've looked her up as an adult, actually, so, to see what she looked like. Oh, yeah. She did an interview with Cracked uh, oh, Magazine one time that? talking about being a child actor. And she got, she could have had the world after that movie. She was very popular, decided she didn't want to act. And just went lived a normal life. She's living uh, in like a 2-1 with Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. I miss him. Do you? I, oh, I loved him. He was like quintessential 90s actor. Spaceballs. Yeah, get yeah Spaceballs. Oh, come killer. on. But how many times are you going to shrink that <laughs> damn kid? That's true. You're Just, like the guy from Taken. Disassemble the machine. If At you this put, point, disassemble it. If, <laughs> you can't be trusted. Put a baby bumper around it. If you mix that with Taken, they would never have a problem. You'd be able to see his daughter from across the city. You're right. Not my best work. You're right. Uh, Tyler, you get me, Tyler. And I appreciate Hollywood. Call us. <laughs> Mail that to myself, Tyler. Um, so we rented Matilda. I also wonder, would that movie get made today? I know everybody likes to play this game. Would that movie get made today? Was there anything offensive? There is straight up child abuse. Straight uh, up yeah, child abuse. Uh, yeah. Trunchbull, yeah. as it were. Great villain. Great villain. Great. I, I mean, she went beyond movie ugly. She was just ugly. And I'm sorry to say that, but Jesus. they went out of their way to make her ugly. I well, believe. how about the fact that, that she played the character to a T? Ugly? What is with you? No, I mean, I- What's I, your deal? It, it just- it, Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, <laughs> Why are you focusing on that? I'm talking about how great of a job she did in that role. Well, do, and your one word response is ugly. You're, you're, I'm just not accustomed <laughs> to seeing that in a movie. Usually they take like a hot woman and put glasses on her or something. That's, you know what that, I mean? that's fair. It just that's caught me fair. by surprise. That's so fair. forgive me. I don't mean to judge her. I also looked her up much prettier in real life because I was wondering, is this just what this woman looks like? That's what I'm saying. I think they did that specifically for the movie. And they did a great job. They nailed it. Now she swung a girl by her pigtails. <laughs> Which I was like shocked. I gotta be honest. It was egregious child abuse. I, I don't. <laughs> could somebody step in? Yeah, it I was, don't know if this falls under the Rico Act. Thank God she had magic on her side, or else that girl would have been dead. That little girl ended up picking flowers and bringing them back to Miss Honey. <laughs> Nonetheless, true. it was shot in such a, a cool way. It was a great movie. There's a lot of these movies that you see as an adult that people talk up. And they just don't pay off. That one was good. Sure, really enjoyed it. Well, so often they're they're viewed through the the prism of when you saw them when you were much younger. Like Terminator One, go watch that. Trash. Terminator Two, still good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, uh, moving on. You and I, I also want to discuss very quickly because I thought it was an interesting conversation. You and I both kind of had the same experience last night, drinking in different places, drinking our old buddy, our old standby, our old go to. Sure. Yes. So what was our discussion, Tyler? Uh, I've genuinely forgot that it sucks, Ryan, that we feel miserable while we're doing it. Uh, for me, it's a new experience. I've, I've grown and healed so much now mentally that now when I use this tool that I use for so long to numb the sensations and make me feel better, uh, I now drink it and immediately I'm like, wow, this sucks. Yeah. Being normal sucks, but this sucks in a different way. 
you, that's the thing is I think that's the first couple of steps into healing from some sort of an addiction is going to it because it's your automated response, but also not getting what you need from it. So all of a sudden it's like, it's almost like it's taken away. You know what I mean? For but sure. Much like uh, what's his name's family. Cause they're just regular size. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Your regular size family. <laughs> Where does that get you? Sorry. It's a call. E- easier to find. Yep. I would imagine. Yep. You can keep them. <laughs> this motherfucker has been eating me out of house and home. Literally. Uh- <laughs> I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. I thought I done? could fix it. I, 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 I you made dr- it worse. <laughs> drilled it further into the asteroid. What are we even talking about? We were talking about how we didn't get what we want from drinking. Tyler, the logical progression. <laughs> I started again. Back, are you drunk? I'm off the wagon. <laughs> I'll give Danny a guess. So, yeah. Well, and don't forget that when we break these habits, especially of these things that used to provide us comfort, it's not just getting away from the feeling of wanting to do it, which is the first thing that uh, begins to go. Well, not even not wanting to do it. It's not getting the the defense that you're hoping for. You could drink and now I'm impervious. You drink and you almost become more insecure. Like, sure. oh, now I feel worse. What the fuck? Sure, but it's also breaking just the simple habit of it. We have created these pathways in our brains, in our neurons, for us to go to this source immediately. Sure. So it's not just breaking the feeling, but it's also breaking just the the overall daily habit. The anticipation of it. Like, yeah. oh man, I'm going to do this and everything's going to be better. That was when I first started to really notice a change is my anticipation changed. Where I was, the, or excuse me, where the anticipation for the event, for the drinking, for whatever it was, was felt better than the actual drinking. That's, I finally get to it and I'm like, wait, this is what I was all excited for? You just described smoking cigarettes where you're like, sure. oh, this is going to be great. Oh, I'm going to stop working. <laughs> I'm going to sit on one of those kegs out back and wow, this smells like shit. Now I smell like shit. It tastes like shit. Yeah. Unless you have a coffee, then it's great. Um, and I think that's super interesting. What else? Weird plug. Do people No, this is a weird plug. Was that a butt plug? <laughs> it's an audio medium primarily. So they don't know whether or not I just showed you my b-hole. All I need to know, all they need to know is you made eye contact with me throughout all of it. This is the weirdest magic eight ball I've ever gazed into. And Tyler, I, how many other addictions do people feel that way? I mean, you can feel that way about sex. You, I've never been addicted to gambling, but I'd imagine sometime, at some point people who wean off of gambling are putting coins into that machine and they're like, this isn't doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is terrible. And, and you notice it when you first are able to pull yourself away from this thing where you never were uh, able to before, you know, and it comes in many different forms. Does I, that ever happen to you with, with video games where you're like playing it and you're like, eh, I don't really care that much right now. Um, no, simply because it's not really about caring. It's just about getting lost. And sure. it is an excellent distraction. Well, sometimes I try to dive into my podcasts and it's, I'm just not feeling sure. it. My favorite pie. I can listen to Levitar and just be like, not today, boys. Yeah. I actually had, uh, almost close to an anxiety attack last night and it got to be so bad where I was just right on the precipice. While you were partying or, or no, 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 no. Uh, I ha- I almost had an anxiety attack uh, two nights ago. Please forgive me. I forget what day it is. And I had a therapy session earlier that day. Sure. And then- I told you not to go. <laughs> it's, it's a trap. Yeah. And I was sitting in my bed and I'm- I'm playing, I'm playing my video games and the anxiety's building and I'm doing that thing where I'm like, I'm I like, don't see you. I'm like, nope, nope, you ain't, I'm, 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 I'm video gaming right see, now. Listen, you had your time. <laughs> and it got to be so bad where I, I put my video game down and I was like, I was like, all right, I got to meditate. Let's do this. Yeah. I and, mean, the and best I thing to do there is let's, hey, whatever's in there, 
I love you. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I have just, um, and I don't want to get too specific because I am still figuring it out, but I have just tapped into some really, really deep trauma that I experienced when I was a kid and totally blocked it out. Is it when I hit you with the basketball? No, no, no. That I remember vividly. Is it when I put the <laughs> basketball inside of you? Tyler, I also heard very quickly. Did I just gotta, say I'm dealing with some very deep-seated trauma and your response was basketball inside of you and then just jump to the thing that... I just acknowledged that I just breached the door to some really deep trauma that, uh-huh. I, that I have ignored my right. entire life right. since it happened. You could do it another hour or two. It ain't going to kill you. No, it's uh, listen, laughter let's, is... Let's, let's go back and talk about what you want to talk about. Laughter is the best medicine. And what do I do? You obviously don't want to talk about what that is by not saying it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to, to logically take that. Of course, in our real lives, I'm rooting for you big time. Thanks, Here buddy. on the show, not sure what to do with that. Mm, root, uh, root for me big time? Okay, I'm going to root for you big time. <laughs> How is that portraying itself in your life? Uh, I have entered into a state of what I thought was apathy. It's almost a sensory overload where now I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and, it, and it's so much that my body is just shut down. And apathy is something that I've always dealt with. Uh, I always thought it was just laziness, but it was true, genuine apathy. But it's that feeling again, but without the actual apathy, as you've seen, I'm working out, I'm, I'm taking care of my responsibilities. So it's been a really interesting uh, uh, growth, so to speak. Well, the, there you go. It's working for you. It I'm is. working for is, you on and is. off air, Tyler. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, I just, the last thing that I just wanted to discuss was Putting a basketball inside of me. Airbnb, heard of it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Struggling, if I'm not mistaken. No, quite the opposite. Oh, really? Doing very well. Oh, okay, my mistake. (laughs) Enough to be able to start turning people away. Oh, they have started integrating anti-party technology. Have you heard? I read a headline about that, but I did not. I do not know any details. I am looking right now at a very fancy version of Big Brother. Orwell better be getting the cut of this mother bleeper. Okay, (laughs) it says. By minute, uh, M-I-N-U-T, minute, minute. Sure, it, yeah, my, that, that that sounds right to me. Ball, you think you think minute ball? I, I mean, you got to do something after your playing days. That's your best work. You skinny fuck. <laughs> it says, let us be what? your co-host. Yes, he's very he's famously but skinny. But why the fuck? Yeah, that's how we talk to our friends. Look at this dickhead. You, know you don't I mean? know him and he doesn't know you. I would love and to. now he doesn't want to. If you're listening, minute. <laughs> you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, this is like, uh, you can't videotape people. Uh, that's not the right thing to do. I mean, do you worry about that? You have a thing on your backpack that detects video cameras. Do you not? I do. It's, it's, you look through it and it detects the uh, light on, on video cameras. You can't make a video camera without a light. I don't know. That's a good question. So this thing, basically the the, the reflection of the lens, excuse me. It says, I'll just read you the little byline here. Minute takes care of your home, guests, and neighbors, as your co-host would. Welcome your guests when they arrive. Remind them about house rules when they're being too loud. Secure your home when they leave. So it's uh, monitoring noise, occupancy. It has all different kind of things to just keep an eye on people when you're not there without keeping an eye on them. What do you and think about I, that? for one, welcome our robot and corporate overlords. Do you? Yes. Do you? I mean, I guess hotels. What, are you kidding me? Of I, course not. I guess hotels. See, Tyler, you can't ever be serious. Hotels, I guess, can tell you how many people can be in and out of there. Why couldn't an Airbnb? Because when you're removing uh, the human element of it, then you, then as you said, it becomes big brother. It's no longer humans dealing with each other. It's 
I don't know. I don't, whatever it is, it's bad, man. It's it, bad. It detects the number of devices connected to the Wi-Fi. You can stop right there. Fuck you, dude. It detects the noise level. It says right here, noise level has been above the set threshold of 75 decibels for 10 minutes and now is at 82 decibels. I would just, I, I would t tell the machine to go F itself. Tamper detectable. I'm just saying it's, it's happening player. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would assume that would deter people from, from staying there. Do you uh, think? Do you tell people up front? Or? You, you, you have to. I guess so. Are there cameras involved too? No, I don't believe so. Oh. This is the workaround because you can't in good conscience videotape good, people. Good conscience. Well, you good hope? conscience, you say. So you assume every single Airbnb you go to has video cameras in it? No, no, no. But I think every corporation, for the most part, generally speaking, are going to do whatever they can to get the most profit possible. But the and corporations are individual people. That one. In particular, it's not like, a, I mean, I'm sure they have a CEO, but it's all regular people. You know what I mean? Sure. I have no rebuttal. And scene.